Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Sometimes I wonder in my darkest moments, why am I going, why? So God had to remind me, Tommy, that's what life is made for. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Everything in my life should be a spotlight and a reflection and a pointing back to the goodness of Jesus. Bringing you high-energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. Everything that has transpired since Leah was diagnosed with cancer has really been inspired by God. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. We've got a fun show in store for you as we'll be joined by Troy Vincent, former NFL cornerback. He spent 15 years in the NFL with the Eagles, Bills, and Redskins, and he is currently the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL. And there's always a lot going on in the front office of the NFL. And so it'll be great to catch up with Troy. Uh, he's been on the show before and a great man of faith and, and just a, a, a cool guy to hear from. And so I think you'll appreciate uh, what he has to share with us today. And then also coming up next segment, we'll do I'm Convinced. And I've got some thoughts on Nick Foles and what he said during his press conference this week and the fact that he's now the starting quarterback for the Jags uh, at least at this point so we'll see how he does coming back from an injury and I'm very curious to watch uh, how he plays and then toward the end of the show uh, we'll do our final segment unpack this about Russell Wilson the concept of keeping a play alive and how that relates to our own lives and keeping our faith alive. And so we'll, we'll see that parallel uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but thanks so much for being a part of the show today. I encourage you to check out our website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, subscribe to our weekday email devotional, as well as our podcast. And our podcast is found anywhere podcasts are available. So it's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Glad to be with you. We'll be back with I'm Convinced right after this. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Thanks so much for joining me on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's the show about sports, faith, and life. Our website is unpackingit.com. You can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Unpacking It. Catch up on all of our great interviews with, with guests from the sports world. And last week we had Matt Forte. So if you missed that, be sure to, to download and subscribe to the podcast and listen to that one and all of our other great interviews. In just a little bit, we'll have Troy Vincent here on the show. But right now, it's time for I'm Convinced, where I let you know what I'm convinced of from the week in sports, and I've got to start in the NFL because I'm convinced the Nick Foles football story 
is one of the best <laughs> there ever was. I am a Nick Foles fan, and I am fired up that he is returning to the field to take on the Colts. He is now the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars after coming back from his injury where you know he got hurt first game of the year. And it's incredible to think all that he's been through, just football-related, and I know he's been through stuff off the field as well, but to consider he starts his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he ends up having that amazing career. Remember, he was like it was like 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's the guy. And then just a couple years later, they end up trading him to, I guess it was the St. Louis Rams, then became the LA Rams for Sam Bradford. So they get rid of him. They think that Chip Kelly thinks that Sam Bradford's his guy, which didn't pan out very well. So Nick Foles goes to the Rams. He ends up not doing very well with the Rams, and that was kind of a disaster at that time. And then he, he asks for his release because they end up drafting Jared Goff. He then goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he backs up Alex Smith and doesn't really get an opportunity to play there. He's a backup, and you know he's a former starter. Now he's a backup, and he's still young in his career. Doesn't really work out with the Chiefs. Then he goes through the experience of, you know what, I don't know if I even want to play. Maybe I want to retire. And ultimately, God changes his heart, and he gives him a new passion for the game. He ends up re-signing with the Philadelphia Eagles, and you know the story from there where he becomes a Super Bowl MVP. He goes through the whole experience of having to watch you know, his friend and starter Carson Wentz go down. That gives Foles the opportunity. Foles is the hero in Philadelphia, Super Bowl MVP. And then, you know, the Eagles have this tough situation. All right, we got Super Bowl MVP and our franchise young quarterback in Carson Wentz. And Wentz, you know, plays last year and, and then gets hurt again. And Foles comes in and um, actually does well again and takes them to the, you know, into the playoffs and, you know, just a few plays away and they're back into the Super Bowl. So uh, he ends up, you know, then moving on from. Philadelphia signs with Jacksonville to a big contract. Jacksonville's thinking, all right, he's our guy. We're going to invest in him. And so we're all wondering as fans, okay, can Nick Foles be a franchise quarterback? And what can he do in Jacksonville now that it's his team? First game, injury. Garden, Gardner Minshew comes in. He's a legend. Minshew mania. The Jags are winning more games than you'd expect. And Minshew's way better than, than people anticipated. And there's Nick Foles just injured on the sideline. And here he is. He comes back out there. He's going to be the starter. So what will he do? What's his mindset like? And he shares an incredible, let's call it a sermon. And so maybe you've heard it. This video went viral this week, but I want to share the audio with you on the show today because what he said is profound. It's encouraging. It's inspiring. It's just incredible to hear his perspective. And so we'll play this and I'll respond to, to what Nick Foles had to share this week during his press conference. Week after week, not playing, you're a football player. You're watching this young kid go out, this Minshew mania is going crazy. I know you're a man of faith, and I know you're trying, but you're also human. I mean, ever any doubts coming up in your mind as you go through that? Or? No, that's where, you know, right when, this, right when I felt this thing break and I was going into the locker room, I just realized, you know, 
I just realized, God, this wasn't exactly what I was thinking when I came to Jacksonville. Obviously, you come here and you want to create a culture and impact people. But at the end of the day, as I got it, this is the journey you want me to go on. I'm going to glorify you in every action, um, good or bad. And, you know, I still could have joy in an injury. Um, and that, that's people hear that and say, that's crazy. But it's like when you believe in Jesus and you, you go out there and you play and that's that changes your heart. And you only understand it when, you know, that purpose in your life, just like when I hoisted the Lombardi trophy. The reason I'm smiling is my faith was in Christ in that moment. I realized I didn't need that trophy to define who I was because it was already in Christ. And that's my message when I play. Same thing happens when I get injured. We tend to make this so much about us as human beings. We tend to make it about us as athletes. It's not about us. It really isn't. If you make it about yourself, you're probably going to go home at night, lay your head on your pillow, and be very alone and very sad. And then hopefully someday you can find that purpose in your life because my purpose isn't football, it's impacting people. And I, my, my ministry happens to be the locker room. And I've been able still to get to know people, get to know these guys through an injury. Though I might not be playing, that is difficult from a fleshly perspective, but from the spiritual perspective, from my heart, I've been able to grow as a human being to where I feel like I'm at a better situation here as a person than I was before because of the trial I just went under. And I know that's a sermon in itself, but... That's how I go through life, and the good Lord's been there to, you know, it's not always about prosperity. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I believe if you read the Word of God and you understand it, there's trials along the way, but they equip your heart to be who you are. So um, when I step on the field, I'm going against a man in Frank Reich who's very similar. He's a guy that I admire more than anything. He's a guy that has impacted my life so much, and he's going to be on the opposing sideline. So um, that's going to be fun. Wow. It's just so powerful, and, and I, I believe what he's saying, and, and that's my, my heartbeat as well and my experience throughout life through, through good and bad times and recognizing that you know, God is faithful and, and I can glorify him whether it's a season that is great and, and incredible or a season that's really tough and challenging. I've seen God's goodness through it all. And, and so to, to think that you know, Nick Foles, here's his big opportunity in Jacksonville to start the season, and game one, you get injured. I mean, that's really, really hard. And not to mention, you know, you're carrying that big price tag. He's a $20 million quarterback, and then you're not out there. Now, that's tough. That's, that weighs on you. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, but he's had the right perspective. And to the, 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 my favorite part of what he said was, my, my purpose isn't football, and my ministry is the locker room. And so... Whether he's playing or whether he's on the sideline or whether he's injured, he still wants to have an impact on his teammates. He wants to be there for his teammates. And a couple of weeks ago, we had his wide receiver, Chris Conley, on this show, and he shared with us that you know a couple years ago when they were both playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, they had hoped that they'd play together again, uh, I guess when they, both, when, when they were free agents uh, later on in their careers. And so... Now here they are reunited, so look out for that connection. I think as fantasy guys, we're wondering, okay, who's Nick Foles going to throw to? My guess is Chris Conley, but, but they want to you know, grow together because they're both men of faith, and so in that locker room, the, the bonds go beyond even the wide receiver quarterback bond and connection. So, um, so that's Nick Foles' desire to have an impact on his locker room, and, and so... What a great example, though, to remain positive, upbeat, joyful throughout an injury. And then when you know, I set up with his whole career, when you think of that as the backdrop to who he is, man, I'm convinced that I'm a fan of Nick Foles and that there is no reason that you can't root for this guy because he's so humble 
And, you know, just that whole situation in Philadelphia and the way he handled it was incredible, too. And then now his first game back is against his former coach, Frank Reich, who, of course, you know, worked with him as a uh, coordinator uh, with, with the Eagles. And so now he's the head coach of the Colts. So to, to watch now Nick Foles go head to head with him will be a lot of fun. And so I'm convinced this is the game I want to watch Jacksonville Colts. And I'll even say, I think Jacksonville could, could make a playoff run if things really do click for Foles on the football field. But I love his heart off the field. He's not defined by the Super Bowl trophy, and he's not going to be derailed if he faces an injury. And, and so I love what he says. You know, it's not all about prosperity. It's the trials that we go, to, go through that, that equip our heart. And, and so it's, it's truth. It really is. And so I appreciate his faith, his trust in the Lord. I'm inspired by him, and I'm convinced. Go Nick Falls. So that's our segment. It was all one topic today, but hope you enjoyed that. That's what I'm convinced of this week. When we come back, Troy Vincent is our guest right here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Just search Unpacking It anywhere podcasts are found. You can also subscribe to our weekday email devotional that we call Unpack This. Just go to unpackingit.com. And joining us right now is former NFL cornerback Troy Vincent. He was drafted by the Dolphins, seventh overall out of Wisconsin in the 1992 NFL Draft. He also played for the Eagles, Bills, and Redskins during his 15-year NFL career. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, and both a Walter Payton and Bart Starr Man of the Year award winner. He was recently inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. He is currently the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL, most importantly, though, he is a follower of Jesus, a husband, and a father of five. Troy, thanks so much for joining us again here on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing excellent, and thank you for the introduction. All glory be to God. But thanks for having me again. I'm here. It's week 10. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. So uh, first up, we'll talk about the, the NFL season so far. And, and so through 10 weeks, what do you think has defined the season? What are the biggest storylines that have stood out to you? I would say I will begin with the, just a young quarterback play. Mm. When you think about where we are after 10 weeks of play, it's been 119 games that has featured at least one starting quarterback under the age 27. I, wow. think, I, I, I believe that that's the most at this point in NFL history. So just a young QB play. I think we're now clearly into the old guard, the new guard. The, we see the transitioning happening. Of Obviously, Brady's still playing well. Breeze is still playing well. But when we think about Deshaun Watson, we think about Patrick Mahomes, we think about Lamar Jackson, we think about what Gropp is doing out in San Francisco. This new wave of this young quarterback is now taking the realms of the game. So that that's exciting to see. 
Yeah, well, and, and your perspective being in the NFL office, and you know, it seems like in recent years, and really since the NFL has been been going, the quarterback has always been the the focus and you know the center around the the league. So, is there great optimism then that the league continues to be you know so quarterback driven and and really defined by the quarterback position? No question. Like and like any major sports league. We have our stars, and let's, let's say when we talk about from Peyton Manning to Tom Brady to Drew Brees, they carried our sports for, mm. you know, for two generations, in particular Tom. But just think about these three quarterbacks that are under the age of 25 with Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun. The future is bright. Yeah. I mean, and, and the way they're playing, the game is dynamic when you got good quarterback play, when touchdowns are being scored, teams are going back and forth. So I say quarterback, and I go there. We got young, good defensive talent too. You look at it with Aaron Donald and Jalen, what those guys are doing. Kid up in uh, the young man up in, in Indy, but the game is generated by points and excitement, and you're seeing these young guys just take it to another level. Absolutely, Troy Vincent, our guest right now on Unpacking It, and and yeah, you think about the kind of the end of the careers for guys like Eli Manning, and we'll see how long Ben Roethlisberger plays and all that sort of thing. But to know the league is in good hands is exciting for us as fans, and and I know for for the NFL overall as well. Well, let, let's talk about some exciting news in, in your life as you kind of look back at your NFL career. You were recently inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. What was the experience like, and, and how much did, did that honor mean to you? It was a tremendous week last, last week for my family and I. Both Tommy and I are natives of the Philadelphia area, born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. And then I went over to uh, the suburbs of Philly to finish up high school, so it was a special moment. You know, I have kind of one of those surreal storylines or journey, playing ball local, going off to college, and then coming back as a free agent to to play eight seasons in Philadelphia with a lot of wins, bunch of division games, bunch of championship games, didn't get over the hump. But just coming back and seeing, I was reminded last week, and I, I mentioned this in my remarks, Donovan and I were acknowledged. Mm. We're being Donovan. Donovan and I were the two that were being recognized. But we did it together. Mm. We won in Philadelphia because of good people, good trainers, good head coach, good teammates, good people. But tonight, that night, we were being acknowledged. Mm. So it was a special moment for me just to give thanks. And I was just reminded of the number of people who have sowed the seed in my life that kept the bumpers, as I would say, that, that kept the, the car on the on the track. Mm. And I was just, as I, as I was thinking back through high school, Mr. Dundella, you know, didn't, didn't know me from a can of paint mm. comes to me in the hallway and says, Hey, I, I saw you play some ball in the gym the other day during gym session. You should come out. I think you got a chance to, you can be something special if you come out at that, at that juncture, didn't, hadn't played high school football and then going through college, you know, the words that, you know, Coach Alvarez, those seeds and all of the coaches, those life skill moments. And then as a professional with Coach Shula and Andy and Ray Rhodes um, and Joe Gibbs, like I've been so fortunate. Wow. Leslie Frazier, my position coaches, Emmett Thomas, I've been so fortunate, my family and I, and so thankful knowing that we're here because of what people have done for us spiritually. And then having to have my, you know, my closest friends first time where I've, that I've actually actually had friends or, or as I called them that evening, acknowledge them as confidants. Mm. 
these men hold me accountable in the body of Christ. Mm. So Aeneas Williams, Tony Richardson, Leonard Wheeler, Scott Turner, Takeo Spikes, Bobby Taylor. These are my accountability partners. And I mentioned that because it was a special moment to know that it was the prayers. It was the accountability and that accountability of being a husband, of being a father, of being a son, of being a nephew, accountability of being a teammate, mm. and then more importantly, accountability to the body of Christ. Who yeah. are we? Why are we doing what we do? Yeah, no, that, that's awesome to hear. Troy Vincent recently inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame and, and with us right now on Unpacking It. And, and you mentioned those, those confidants and, and being held accountable. What, what does that practically look like? Because I think maybe we hear that word accountability, but, but you know, in a week-in, week-out basis, how does that play out for, for you and those guys? It's the daily, hey, how you doing? No, no, I'm good. No, what does good mean? Mm. To how's the wife? How's the children? How are you doing? What are you studying? Yeah. How many lies have you impacted? Mm. The sharing of different sermons around the country of, hey, give me a praise report. And we're always just talking about why are we here? We always talk about the why. Mm. And then the accountability of, hey, things aren't going well at home. You know, I'm in a funk. I haven't been communicating properly. Boom, take me to a scripture. That accountability partner is not looking for lip service. Mm. That, that accountability partner is not looking to be my friend. My, that accountability partner is to hold me accountable. Mm. Okay, what does, what does God's word say about that? That also that accountability partner, these men, they don't allow me to give an excuse. <laughs> well, I'm blaming on somebody else. Nope, look yourself in the mirror. Where are you? And always talking about controlling the controllables and reminding me each and every day, okay, are you happy with what you see? What difference did you make today? Was God able to use you where you were today? Mm. So that's, and that's what we do for each other. Amen. Amen. It's such a great challenge from Troy Vincent uh, here on Unpacking It. And uh, along those lines, you know, them challenging you and asking you, hey, what are you studying? What, what are you learning? Let me ask you that, and and just kind of curious, maybe what has God been recently stirring in your heart about that, that you'd be willing to share, and and what has maybe been your focus from a a spiritual standpoint in your life? What's what's been on my heart lately is I, I keep getting asking the question of what's next, mm. what's next, and that's both professionally, and I get the question personally. And I've, I've never been one who has gotten, gotten in front of where God wants to take me. But that question of, okay, what's next for you? And realizing that I have not finished my current race of where I'm, the assignment that I'm on today. Well, what's the assignment? I've got to make, making a difference where, where I'm at today. Mm. That is with the people that are counting on me each and every day, from my colleague standpoint, my wife and my children. You know where 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 they are. What's been on my heart is to focus in, and knowing when I'm speaking to people, what's a distraction? What can actually take me off of the promises that the Lord has granted me, mm. or granted you, or mm. granted all those who are listening to unpacking? It is it is staying focused on today. Because God's word says tomorrow is going to come with or without us. And then when I think of work is, okay, what's your priority? It's youth. It's youth football. It is making sure that we are, we have the best officiating 
department and officials in the entertainment and the sports entertainment business. And those two become the the priorities and go and God, how do you use me in that space to develop the best, mm. to identify the best? Mm. How do we talk to God? How do you use this platform in informing a parent about our sport or about the sport of football and why their children should play? Um, so those are two things that are that are like priorities that I think about each and every day. And then I'm always reminded by the scripture in Psalms 145, verse 13 and 14, that the Lord is faithful to all of us of his promises, is loving towards all of his creation. The Lord upholds those who fall. And that's a reminder to me that that we all, not just we all have what it takes through Christ. Amen. That's awesome. He's Troy Vincent, former NFL cornerback, 15 years in the league, and now is the executive VP of football operations for the NFL. We're just getting started with him. Plenty more right after this on Unpacking It. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and I love fantasy football. It's just so much fun to compete against your friends, to get bragging rights when you actually win. But as you know, it can also be frustrating, challenging, upsetting when the players you expect to do great things fall flat, and you lose to your buddy, and then you never hear the end of it. But either way, fantasy football is fantastic, and so here at Unpacking It, we created Fantasy Football Fellowship, and we've got the playbook available for you today. Just go to fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Basically, we take fantasy concepts, relate them to the Bible, relate them to our own lives, and we just want to enhance your fantasy football experience throughout the season. So it will add meaning and purpose to your fantasy football season. Go to fantasyfootballfellowship.com. That's FantasyFootballFellowship.com and order your playbook today. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It, unpackingit.com. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're in the middle of a conversation with former NFL cornerback Troy Vincent, played for the Eagles, Bills, and Redskins, and now is the executive VP of football operations for the NFL. And we continue with him now. You feel like you're a good listener. And so what have you learned about the art of listening? And even as you were talking about you know, knowing what's next and feeling, all right, you got to finish where you're at right now, but you got to listen to kind of know what is next? And so what have you learned about being an intentional listener from a spiritual standpoint, but then also just as a, a leader and, and, and in, your, in your role day to day? So I, was, I would say it starts with reminding yourself or asking yourself, who are you listening to? Ah, that's good. So I would begin with, I want the unfiltered word of God. Mm. And when things are, I say, off kilter or they don't feel like they're aligned, who am I listening to? Because that's my barometer. That's my navigation system. Who am I listening to? One starts with Christ. Mm. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. Mm. And then when we start talking about in the corporate structure, 
being a good listener is making sure that my colleagues and that I are actually hearing people out and being inclusive to their thoughts and their opinions and their suggestions, which means zip your lip, <laughs> being be intentional about making contact and listening and actually repeating what someone is sharing to you mm. after they have finished. That's right. I just I just feel like that inclusiveness and that's a willingness. Most most of us we see aren't willing to listen because we know everything. That's right. So I, I just share that in, in, in terms of that's like working the muscle. You gotta train the listening muscle. You gotta train you gotta train yourself to say, it's not about me today. It's not about what I think. This is about listening and being inclusive to everyone else. That's speaking on this topic. Such a, a good encouragement because it, it matters as a as a dad, as a husband. We, we got to be able to listen, and and so often we want to just get our voice out there and our opinions and our perspective, and and so often we can learn so much by by just listening. So good word from Troy Vincent, and and then also as a as a leader, what does it look like for you to invest in your own? personal development so when it comes to you know spiritual growth and, and mentally physically professionally what what does that the development look like in your life as i mentor as, as the lord allows me to mentor and share and coach others oh you are who you are where you invest your time mm. you become where you where you are spending and investing your time your resources and your energy so we as individuals, it's always going back to because we all go, the Lord going, we all gonna get the same question. <laughs> we all get the same question at what have you done for the least of them? And when we're in a mirror each and every day, we should just ask ourselves. It's just a simple question. It's just look yourself in a mirror and just ask yourself, who am I? Mm. And what did I do today for the least of them? So making that personal investment in yourself, whether that's time in scripture fellowshipping, at church, worship center, wherever that may be, that's a personal investment. That has to be at the top of your daily agenda. Mm. When we wake up, what are you putting in your ear gate when you go to the gym? Make a point to myself. There's no more music. I want the unfiltered word of God. I want, I want some nuggets. I'm looking for a nugget that day to carry me through or that I may share with someone else. So that personal investment in yourself is critical. Troy Vincent with us here on Unpacking It. 15 years in the NFL and now an executive VP of football operations for the NFL. And, and you mentioned the, the least of these and, and the mentality of, of serving others. And, and just in keeping up with your, your Twitter, you, know, you post about hashtag service Saturday uh, about you know, NFL teams and some of the serving that they do in the community. And, and so I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what, first off, why is it so valuable to share about what players are doing away from the field? And then what do you say to the fans who feel like, ah, it's just, you know, these guys, they're, they're obligated to do it. They, they do it just for show. But, but what do you know about NFL players and really their heart to serve and, and your willingness to kind of share what they're doing? Well, one, there's no obligation. These are, these are adults. Uh, these men are making a choice. And this is where I just try to share in my little small influence, my little small space, just the great work, the service work that the men, the professional athletes, the student athletes, the coaches that they're doing each and every day or on a weekly basis in their respective communities. So I call it Service Saturdays to acknowledge 
just what people are doing. It's a choice. It's not an obligation. It's not putting your, these are, these are choices that they've elected to make to serve others. Now, when we talk about service and the least of them, specifically the references or I'm referencing, what are you doing for people who can't help you? Because see, oftentimes we do things for people that because we think there's a reciprocation or we're going to get something back from it. Imagine doing something for someone who can't help you. That's a different. So um, the service Saturdays has been doing that for a few years just to talk about the extraordinary work that the players are doing and just wanting the fans to see that they're part of actually the players in their service work. The players aren't doing it on their own. Mm. You know, they're doing it collectively with family members, with friends, with corporate partners to serve the underserved communities. So I do want to ask you another kind of NFL topic, and I, I find this 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 whole season really special with it, NFL 100 and celebrating 100 years of the league. And so from your perspective, being in the, the front office of the NFL, how's it been going? What, what is kind of the, the, the goal and, and what's the, the hope for, for this season? Well, the, the goal for NFL 100 was just celebrating 100 years, you know, as our center of football. I mean, last week uh, I had the opportunity to, to travel over to MetLife Stadium and do a ball transfer with, you know, they're celebrating 150 years of college football. Think about that. College football, the first game was in 1869, Princeton Rutgers. And that's, a, you know, we had 150 years and now we're celebrating. The centennial was just, we're really celebrating what each of the franchises have done in, the, in, in, in their history. So we're celebrating youth. We're celebrating high school. We're celebrating the alumni. We're celebrating the fan base. And we're doing it at each individual city upon what the clubs are looking to do in their own markets. It's been special. And every, and you can just see it from city to city. You go to Green Bay, their centennial, you look at their, 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 their legends coming back. You look at how the, you know, what has changed in the stadium from tailgating. It's just a true football celebration. And it's been going over well. Troy Vincent with us right now on Unpacking It. And I want to talk about something that, that you're very passionate about and, and, and you speak out against domestic violence and, and raise awareness for it. And you also talk about the importance of forgiveness along with that. And so what have been some of the, the recent initiatives or, or some of the, the wins surrounding you lending your voice to uh, to speak out against domestic violence. Uh, my wife and I, Tommy and now as a family, you know, we're just out and we would say we're out, we're out hitting the streets pretty hard mm. of just trying to find a few other soldiers that there are people that are aligned with, with our thought, with our heart about ending this crime. So we're doing listen and learns. We're doing brunches to discuss. My wife is now part of the, national domestic violence hotline that board so we're just we're lending not only lending our voice but we're actually we're seeing the identification of um, young leaders both men and women who want to say say no to these crimes Mm. also you mentioned there's a there's a there's a piece of us we have to always understand too that just like the lord has forgiven us and show us grace we have to also extend that to others so we know a lot of these tragedies, they're, they're tragic, but we also know what research tells us that the couples, they stay together. If they're going to stay together, we got to continue to love on those abusers. Mm-hmm. We got to continue to educate 
um, those abusers about the impact that that has on someone else's life. So the efforts are constant. That, that doesn't change. Now we're just getting aligned with more people uh, around the country, uh, in particular around with, with law enforcement agencies like the YWCA. Um, you see many more institutions now having more uh, a real comprehensive platform on their college campuses. Okay. And then really the focus is changing young men's lives, changing and educating young teenagers um, on the difficulties and giving them numbers. The facts don't lie. These facts don't lie, and they got to change. No, yeah, to, to not look the other way, to uh, to engage and be aware of what's what's really taking place right right around us too. Yeah. So uh, very important. Troy Vincent, our guest right now on unpacking it, and, and you mentioned your your wife and, and a part of what you guys do together, and just your whole family as well is Vincent Country, which is a faith driven family lifestyle brand committed to positive social impact. So so what are some other uh, things going on with with Vincent Country? What what has oh, you most excited? So that's that you know that's at the heart and soul of every conversation at home. It's about faith, our faith. It's about it's about family, and it's about food. <laughs> and it. we are now we're actually preparing to to head down to Miami. Um, we do an activation there uh, called Safe Zone, oh. and that 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 activation is geared towards uh, K through sixth graders or K through five, depending if if sixth grade is beginning in middle school where we are. This is where we try to have a safe. We call it the Safe Zone, where get kids come out, parents, teachers, and we just have three or four hours of just fun. Mm. Creating an environment of love to see kids smile that aren't after, that that aren't actually smiling every day. Wife is out putting out. She's doing her thing. She's on camera, um, talking about her faith walk, talking about family values. So we're just sharing what the Lord has put on our heart and our experiences, so that others can learn and and encouraging others mm. to share their story. We're just talking about Vincent Country here, but everybody has a story. Everyone has a country. Uh, um, so I'm three. Uh, last year when I spoke to you, I had one granddaughter. Now I have three. Oh, so big year. Um, I'm pop pop. Yeah, they call me pop pop. I'm pop pop, and I'm I've officially taken on that title, and I love every moment of it. Oh, uh, that that's awesome. Well, since we last talked, I had a daughter. So I'm uh, my first. Oh, congratulations! Daughter. So big big year for for Johnson Country here here in Charlotte. <laughs> yes. So, uh, no, it's cool. So vincentcountry.com is the, the website, Faith, Family, Food. And, and last question, Thanksgiving right around the corner. What, what's, what are the plans for Vincent Country? So this is special. So, this is what, so when we talk about Vincent Country, we talk about what we're doing as a family. Now we have two boys who are in college. So my daughter and her husband, Desiree and DeAndre, they just moved into their home out in Detroit. So we're going to take Vincent Country. We're going to go on the road. <laughs> last year we were up in, in Columbus. My son, they were playing Michigan, I think, around that time. This year, what we're going to do is we're going to go to Detroit. So we're going to have Thanksgiving at my daughter's home, uh, Desiree's home, in Detroit. Then we're going to head over to – it is the week after Thanksgiving. We're going to then drive over the next day, day or two, over to Ann Arbor to watch the Columbus – to watch the Buckeyes versus the Michigan Wolverines. So uh -huh. that's what things – we're looking forward to it. So everyone's kind of sending in to Tom – Hey, don't forget the peach cobbler. Make sure you get the, the, the seafood mac and cheese, not just the mac and cheese. Uh, we want to fry turkey, and we also want to bake turkey. So everyone's starting to send over uh, what their wish list is on food. Oh, it sounds delicious. Well, well, enjoy it. And then, of course, your son plays for Ohio State, so so enjoy watching him. And uh, 
man, that's that's it sounds like an exciting couple of weeks. So enjoy it. Glad we were able to catch up here on Unpacking It and uh, keep up the great work. We really appreciate it, Troy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. He's Troy Vincent. Great to have him back on Unpacking It. Good to catch up with him. Up next, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about keeping plays alive. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson continues to have an MVP caliber season, and even during the games he doesn't put up the biggest numbers, he still finds ways to make an impact on the game. During their win against the 49ers, he once again showed off his ability to keep plays alive. It's remarkable how well Wilson handles the pressure, escapes defenders, finds an open receiver when a play breaks down, runs for a first down, and stays upright, despite the pocket collapsing all around him. While we consider Wilson's ability to keep plays alive, I want to draw a parallel to what it means for us to keep faith alive. As followers of Jesus, so often when pressure intensifies and stuff comes at us in every direction, we feel like the pocket is collapsing around us. In these moments, we could easily get sacked or give up on the play. But this is when we must keep faith alive and stay upright by fixing our eyes downfield. In other words, we must intentionally keep our eyes on Jesus. When life gets tough and our plans break down, our faith allows us to escape the defenders and make the most of the situation. Russell Wilson makes every effort not to let the play die. And likewise, we must make every effort not to let our faith die. The Bible tells us to cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their conscience. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. The Bible also says, For just as the human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. Because of Jesus' grace and the truth that our salvation is in him, we don't have to be perfect, but we do need to keep our faith alive by fully devoting each day to trusting and obeying him. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.